Hey everybody, I decided uh, this week I'd release, I guess, a bonus episode, <laughs> just because I missed last week and I wanted to make it up. So uh, this week I have Bella on, I actually, we got in contact through Instagram, uh, she was sharing some, well, her story about uh, being kind of unlawfully locked in one of the Canada's quarantine hotels upon arrival back to Canada, coming home from her wedding. Uh, and anyway, I'm, I'm not going to go on a big spiel here, this is just the interview that we had it's nice and short and you know figure it's something interesting that i had never had an experience with and i doubt very many of you had either so enjoy hey my name is zach and this is the plaid jacket philosopher the podcast for tradespeople and the blue collar middle class i'm hoping to punch a few holes in the stereotypes that surround blue collar workers and hopefully share a lot of the stories behind how we got into our line of work and the honest joy you can get from working outside of the office space plan is to mix in interviews as well as some solo stories from job sites, fatherhood, and personal experiences that led me to where I am today. Some will be funny, some will be personal, but hopefully any and all content here can help broaden what your opinion is of the blue-collar middle class. All right, so hey everybody, how's it going? This week I've got what I expect to be a pretty enlightening and interesting interview. I'm here with uh, Bella, and she has a pretty incredible story upon returning back to Canada and the whole COVID procedure, screenings, and isolation steps that we've taken as a country so i'm going to hand it over to her she can introduce herself and we'll uh we'll get rolling with this so how's it going isabella hey i'm good thanks how are you i'm good 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 um yeah so i mean you already said my name i'm bella i uh, experienced a little bit of time in the quarantine hotel on my way back from the state um and i guess yeah we're just here to talk about my experience and i'll answer any questions that you have Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's something that people don't really have a lot of experience with because I mean, I, I remembered reading over, well, I guess it was probably six months ago that they started setting these up, but I've been seeing more news stories popping up about these different quarantine hotels popping up in different cities. We don't yeah. have to go over what city you were in if you don't want to, but it was in the Vancouver area. So in the lower mainland, yeah. not too far from where I live as well. And uh, it's just crazy. So I figured we could start kind of from your arrival in Canada, what is the procedure that takes place? Do you have to test before you come to Canada or when you arrive in Canada? What is the process there? Okay, so I'll kind of start from the beginning. Um, we went to Idaho for our wedding. Congratulations. Um, because, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, this is not the honeymoon we wanted, but no that's doubt. okay. No doubt. <laughs> um, so to go into the States, because I'm a US citizen, um, I drove because we had all of, all of our wedding stuff in the car. Um, so I drove to the States. I didn't need a COVID test. I called the border before just because all the information online was kind of confusing. Um, they were like, no, because you're a U.S. citizen, like you can just come whenever you want. Um, but the land border is close to Canadian citizens. So my husband had to fly. And when you fly, you have to get a COVID test. So he got one. He was negative. And then anytime you reenter Canada, um, because I also have permanent residency of Canada. And we were able to drive back. But when you enter Canada, you have to get a COVID test. So that's where all this kind of started. My husband had a COVID test. His was negative. Mine came back positive. So at the border, this is kind of when they like stopped us and when everything happened. Um, so yeah, coming back into Canada, you, you do need a PCR test. Mm -hmm. um, and then going to the States, he needed like an antigen test. But both of his were negative. Okay, so was that administered like by by the Canadian Border Patrol or did you have to get that before you arrived at the border? Um, we had to get that 
before we arrived at the border. So you have to get it within 72 hours of your entry into Canada. So we had actually, because Idaho is like a 10, 11 hour drive. Mm -hmm. um, we got it. We entered Idaho Friday. We got it first thing Saturday. And then we left Monday and we're like, oh, by the time we get to the border, like our test results will be back. Um, and then, yeah, we drove all the way up. We got our test results at seven and we crossed the border at 730. Crazy. And you don't have to answer this, um, but, you know, are yeah. you double vaccinated in order yeah. to cross the border? Yeah. OK, so so you're double vaccinated. You did test positive yeah. coming into Canada. Um, and so I take it that that was an approved test by by Canadian standards. <laughs> yes, except you'll see in one of my videos. Oh, actually, I wasn't able to record this one because the memory on my phone was full. But she tried telling me that I was going to get fined because the COVID test that I took was not a approved one. Mm -hmm. And I, I called her out. I was like, that's a load of that's crap. A load of shit. Because <laughs> it is. It was literally number two on the list of approved vaccines. So. So that's crazy. So up to Anyways. this point, you're, you're playing, you're playing by all the rules, right? You come in, you get the, yeah. you get a test that comes back positive. So now what did they tell you at the border? Because from what I was under the impression of is that you actually have a few different choices for self-isolation. You aren't mandated yeah. to go to one of these isolation hotels. No. So how did that experience go for you? The border people were actually really nice. They were like the lady that we um, talked to when we first pulled up, she was really nice. Like didn't give us any inclination that this is what was going to happen. She's just like, you know, we're not in charge of this. We just have to let Health Canada know that you have a positive case. So pull over. Um, some guys will come out and talk to you. So then two other border officers came out to our car and was like, hey, basically, like, what happened? We told them and they're like, OK, well, we're just going to get Health Canada on the phone. They're going to come and talk to you. And then when they're done, we'll come back and we'll let you go. And then after everything transpired and they told me that I'm going to the hotel, the border officers, they were like dumbfounded too. And they were like, we did not expect that to happen. Like I was bawling this. We'll get into this a little bit more if you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they didn't give us any other choices. And I was like, at this time, I didn't know, like I didn't research any of this. I was just expecting that my husband and I could quarantine together. Right. And they, they just kept telling us, no, there's no other options. Like this is what you're, this is what's happening. We've already sent, a driver like you have to go with us and they said that my husband could come to the hotel too but they also told us that whatever we have is what we get like we don't we can't stop anywhere we can't pick anything up we can't have anything delivered like what we have in the car is what we can take and so if both of us went we wouldn't have enough essential items for the two of us right. so I was like can he go home and I'll go to the hotel like at this point I'm just trying to figure this out like I'm in shock that they're not letting me go home um and so I literally just took whatever was in the car like I took his clothes I took a box of cereal that we bought in the states like I'm taking whatever I can out of this car no doubt <laughs> to go with me that's that's crazy and so how long were you expected to stay basically with whatever clothes you had in your back or whatever you had in your suitcase uh well because we were only in Idaho too we were only there for three days one of the outfits that I bought brought was my wedding dress. And I was like, so I have like two outfits that <laughs> I'm going to wear. That's why I took his shirt. So I was like, whatever, I'll just lounge in your shirts all day too. Like, No doubt. Ugh. That's crazy. So, right. So basically they kind of hit you with all this news at once. Like I can't imagine the pressure that you were talking about. Like you said, you were bawling. I, I can't even imagine how much pressure that would be under being split from yeah. your husband right away, being told that you're sent off on your own with whatever's on your back and in your carry on essentially and yeah. you, you know you're going to be spending x number of days here isolated from everybody you can't get anything delivered to you nothing 
nothing brought up. Like that's, that seems insane to me. And they didn't give you any other options for isolating. No, no. I was like, why can't I go home? And they're like, well, because you have a positive and Alan has a negative. And I was like, okay, I kind of understand that. Mm-hmm. But we were also just like driving together for 11 hours. That's what I was going to say. Um, is they how, also wouldn't. Yeah. How do they know you didn't give it to him in the past? I don't know, 48 hours. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing too, is they wouldn't let him drive me to the hotel. They're like, we have to separate you right now. Like you can't like you, he can't drive you. I was like, we've already been in the car for 11 hours together. Like it doesn't make any sense. And they just said no. Um, but then they did retest Alan right at the border, my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and his was negative. They retested me and mine was negative, but even though it was negative. Yeah, go ahead. Wait. So, so as you got to the border, so you had the, the positive one from Idaho that you had had taken beforehand and then they test you again there and you, yeah. you come back negative on site, but you're still sent off. So they sent me to the hotel first and then okay. I had to do the test at the hotel and uh, it was negative and yeah, they wouldn't let me leave. They're like, a negative doesn't outweigh a positive. And I was like, then what was the point of having me redo a test? Yeah, I ex- literally don't understand what the point is of having me retake the test. Alan has taken three tests now and all of his are negative and he still has to quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's crazy to me that to me, the craziest thing is just splitting you guys up right away saying that there's no way you yeah. guys can stay together like that. That seems yeah. like psychologically that would break most people. I, I, I can't yeah, imagine. I've never seen my husband cry except when I told them that when they told me that they were taking me away. Like well, we yeah. both, I had an anxiety attack. Yeah. I was like, and the fact that they're not letting us like get anything like what I have is what I can take. Like, I don't, I didn't have much. No, like <laughs> what, what, yeah. I, you weren't expecting to then stay another two weeks, 10 days, whatever it is that they told you to buy yourself yeah. in some hotel. Like that's, that's crazy to me. Like, yeah, I can't imagine the shock of that for both of you coming over the border. And I mean, now I guess we can kind of go into what the conditions were like within the hotel. Cause for anybody who didn't follow your Instagram story, which is how we mm-hmm. kind of got in contact, because the first thing that I saw was when, you know, you were on the phone with reception and they weren't bringing you water and you kept asking, well, yeah. why can't? And they'd say, well, so-and-so told you, you can't, so you can't have water. That's just how it is. Yeah. And then like, yeah. I got interested. I'm like, what, what is going on? Like, this is an hour from my house. What, it, what are we doing here? So maybe yeah. if you could just go into the, yeah, to the, the, the way it was inside the hotel, the way you were treated and what it looked like in there. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, so that wasn't even the first time that I had called for water. Mm-hmm. Um, I had called before them and they did tell me no that time on the phone they were like okay well maybe we could bring you a bottle of water I was like okay thank you like finally um but I had called multiple times prior to that because they didn't give me any water and they're um they gave me like a little bit of snack bag when I arrived like a couple Pringles and I don't remember a juice box um when I first got there and they were like these are some snacks to get you through the night um I was like okay thanks (laughs) <laughs> like the snacks the they give you on a itself, three hour flight. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, the hotel room was like a normal hotel room. It had a bathroom, a bedroom, the windows. I was on the fifth floor, so the windows didn't open. Um, but like I didn't really see much when I first got there. I didn't see hardly anything of the hotel except like the hallway that it, I showed when I tried to escape was that. And then you basically like walk through one plastic room, they unzip it, you walk in, they zip it, you walk through another one, they zip it, and then you they unzipped another plastic one and it was the elevator. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see anything and it was dark too outside. Um, so, and the car was all taped up too. So I couldn't see where I was going. Then they dropped me off in this hotel that I have no idea where I am. 
get inside the elevator. They take me up. He opens my door and just puts me inside the room. He's like, this is your room. No one explained anything to me. No one gave any help. I literally spoke to the driver when he was like, I'm here to take you to the hotel. We're here. And then the elevator guy, when he was like, this is your room. Nobody said anything else to me. That's crazy. Were they like fully suited up too? Is it like right out of like yeah. some? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gas mask, gas mask, um, like full on hazard suit, everything. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine just getting, getting dropped into that, coming back from your wedding, all of a sudden being split up, driven right to this hotel and being brought up to your room like that. That's crazy. So so yeah. basically like everything was sealed off. So you couldn't get into any other compartments. And that was kind of one of the questions yeah. that I had going along here. Cause again, to nobody no. who, who saw your posts, I remember you had a, a text post basically that came up and said, I tried to kind of find my way out of here. Couldn't find it. I was lost. And I was thinking like, well, well, what does this hotel look like? And then you showed the video and it really is like, everything is tarped off. You're just going through these, these areas. Like, and you even pointed out later too, but one of the first things I thought was like, talk about a fire hazard. Like, are there even, yeah. did you even have access to the fire escapes to the stairs or anything like that? Or any direction no. as to where to go? No, the only exit sign that I saw was the one leading me to the elevator. Mm -hmm. um, and that was like the only thing with my hall, um, the floor was kind of like taped up, but the walls weren't. So I saw the exit sign and I was like, okay, I'm going to obviously follow that. Mm -hmm. And it led me to the elevators, took the elevator down to like the main floor. And as soon as the elevators open, that's when all the white plastic maze starts because yeah. everything is white. Everything has like a red line down it. So I don't know if it's a zipper. Some of them are magnets. I just kind of like trying to see if I could open anything and I couldn't. Mm -hmm. like, I had no idea where I was going. No, that's uh, yeah. And it's crazy to anybody who hasn't seen it. I don't know if they still can. I know it was on your story, but um, it was. Yeah, remarkable. I did make a highlight of it. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. I, I haven't put it checked. all in my highlights. <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. So uh, yeah. I'll, I'll end up linking if you want, I'll end up linking your Instagram in okay. the show notes for this one. So people can get an idea of what you're talking about. And so yeah, there was yeah a, totally. Yeah, there was another part of it that was interesting to me um, is that they kept telling you that you could leave, but you would be fined. And that fine kept mm. changing in total, because I saw it in you kind of pushing back while saying, well, I have this negative test, I'm negative. And you know, you were trying to find out what your rights were, like if you were able to leave, yeah. what the options are here. And you also went over the fact that you had several different self isolation options, which they never yeah. gave you at the border. Yeah. So you were saying like, look, I can go isolate at, you know, my parents basement suite or whatever. I can't remember what it was, but you had all these yeah. different things that you had listed. So what did they start to tell you when when you talked about leaving and and using these alternate options? Okay, well, the first time that I called, I wasn't really sure of anything because I was obviously new to this whole hotel quarantine experience. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really know what my rights were. Um, I did have like two of my best friends that kept sending me article after article after article and like screenshots of the quarantine act. Um, and then I started reading my own too. And other people, like at this point, so many people were messaging me and being like, that's not right. That's not right. So after a little bit of like back and forth, um, originally she told me like straight up, you can't leave. Like, she's like, this is the order that was made at the border. There's no other options. Like we can't, like every time they were like, we can't go back in time and change what has happened. Like these are the health orders that were provided to you um, and you need to follow them. 
And then I, I saw like the quarantine act. And I was like, okay, well, as per, I don't even remember what section it was, but I was like the quarantine act, literally like one of the first steps is saying that you have to provide me with all other quarantine options before you send me here. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, it doesn't sound like you had another suitable plan. I was like, you didn't give me any options to tell you if I had another suitable plan or not. Right. And after time and time again of me being like, okay, well, I'm going to leave. Like, I know there's a fine. I'll take the fine. I'm going to leave. They'd be like, okay, well, we'll call you back. We'll call you back. And they would call me back. And then they'd be like, all right. Yeah. Sorry. So at first I was like, what is the fine if I leave? Mm-hmm. And they were like $7,500. And I was like, well, I can't like, can't afford that. I was going to say but that's a big hit saying, to like, take after your wedding yeah. and you're probably planning, you know, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine that. So I was like, I can't really afford that, but I just did more research. And then I called back and I was like, basically talking to them again. And I was, then they were saying, well, there's a fine if you leave. And I said, okay, well, what's the fine? And they're like $5,000. I was like, what the, what? Mm-hmm. And um, then my husband called and he got a different answer. And then I, I called back and this was like the final time of me, like threatening that I'm going to leave. And I was like, I'm ready to, cause I think at this point it was $5,000. And I was like, I'm going to pay it. Like, this mm-hmm. is ridiculous. I'm going to pay this fine. And so I called him back and I was like, I'm, that's when I tried to leave was the $5,000 one. I was like, I'm just going to try to leave like F this. Right. Then I didn't get far because it's a maze. So the security, whatever caught me. (laughs) (laughs) And was like, you need a paper that is telling you that you can leave. Like you need something that's saying the health officials are letting you go. So I went back up to my room and then this other lady called and she was like, well, we don't want you to leave. Like, you know, there's a fine. And I was like, yeah, I know there's a fine. Like, how much is it? And she told me $2,000. Like, this has went from $7,500 to $2,000. And I was like, that's fine. I'm going to pay it. I'm going to leave. And she's like, well, let's go over other quarantine options for you first. And I was like, I've been in this circle multiple times. And you guys keep telling me that there's nothing you can do. Like, why? She's like, well, I'm a supervisor. So I might be able to work out another plan with you. Like you should have done this from the beginning. Like why from the beginning, if you're letting me quarantine somewhere else now, why did I not have this option in the beginning? Exactly. Like it didn't make any sense. But then she is the one that was like, okay, you can go home and quarantine there. And I don't have a fine because they just technically relocated my quarantine location instead of me violating. So as of now, you don't have a fine sitting on you at all. No. That's awesome. But yeah, it's just, it's mind numbing because you know, if you didn't have these friends sending you these links or you weren't actually standing up and fighting back for your rights yeah. as they're literally written down in the quarantine act. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. none of this would have happened. Like you just, you know, you would have been locked away there and who knows, you know, not yeah. bringing you water, not bringing you whatever you need. Like it's, yeah, it seems crazy to me. I, I, I don't know. Like, and again, I haven't had any experience with it. We haven't been in and out of the country since this has all gone on. But what, as soon as I started seeing your story, mm-hmm. I was like, this is bananas. Like, I, I don't think anybody knows how this is, that, that this is how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And the amount of people too that were messaging me like, what the heck, like what is happening? I thought these things didn't exist. The amount of people that called the hotel and the hotel just said that they're closed until January. Um, they wouldn't answer anything. Like I, I don't know if I DM you this, but somebody went to the hotel and they just got fined for breaching like a quarantine facility, even though the officers would not tell them that it was a quarantine facility. They just issue them a fine. Right. And, and if you phone in, they just say that they're closed. It doesn't say anything. Yeah. about. <laughs> oh my God. That's yeah. crazy. So none of this stuff is supposed to really be public knowledge then if that's the the way they're kind no. of shrouding. It and, all. 
yeah, I think I did post this on my Instagram as well, but there's a piece of paper that tells me I'm uh, prohibited from taking video or picture. So I was like, I didn't sign anything. They just gave me a piece of paper. So I don't feel like there's anything that they can do. They also can't expect me to not do that. Like people need to know that this is happening. People need to know where I am. <laughs> no, exactly. And if, and honestly, if you hadn't kind of started to reach out to people, like, you know, you wouldn't have had this swell of support around you either. Like, you know, yeah. you wouldn't, it's, I don't know. That's crazy to me that, that, yeah, that's nuts. I mean, even just the idea of phoning the hotel and they just say that they're closed and then, but you know, if you show mm-hmm. up there by any chance, you're going to get a fine for breaking quarantine act. That's yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. And yeah. So- I'm definitely like one of the people that follow the rules on everything in life. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to like do what they say. But then once I realized that they're not following the rules either. And they don't like, know no, the rules. I need to stand up for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I need to like say something. This is crazy. Well, I think that, you know, that takes a lot of strength and conviction too. Like that's the one thing that I noticed in those, those things. Like I know you talked about breaking down when it first happened and, you know, obviously the fear associated with that, but it didn't really show through in the way that you ended up dealing with it. It was pretty cool for to see somebody just standing up for their own rights. It's like, look, like I understand the law, but here's the law. Here's my rights yeah. within it. And so we're going to go through with my rights rather than just taking yeah. whatever's lumped on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was, I but thought I de- that was really I definitely, cool. thank you. Yeah. I definitely don't think that I would have been able to do it had they not had like my two best friends, like sending me so many articles and then, it getting out and people being like no this is not right you like need to say something that's so like, okay cool. <laughs> that's so cool it was funny because when when I messaged you I didn't really expect a response because you said you know like I've been re- receiving a swell of support so if I don't get back to you right away like that's why and I was like oh that's awesome like that that alone was great yeah. news to hear that people were actually kind of supporting you like um so obviously was the overall pres- uh, reception of your post pretty positive like as far as the reinforcement that you got yeah I yep. did get um, a few people telling me that they have no sympathy for me, but um, 99.9% of people were like very supportive people from all over Canada. They were like, I guess they didn't know where I was. I'm not sure if I even told anybody in my posts where I was, but I have people from Ontario. I mean, like, if you're on Ontario, let me know, like, I'll come to the hotel. I'll try to throw things up your window. Mm-hmm. Like I'll come and so that what you're, what they're doing is not right. And people from like, the states were like what the f are you in the states like everybody thought i was in the states (laughs) like no no i'm in my own country and uh yeah this is how they're treating me yeah that's crazy to me i mean yeah yeah so as far as that negative feedback like that that to me is just crazy too that anybody would say that like i have no sympathy for you and when you know like you know, you like you said, you follow all the rules. You followed the rules. You got double vaccinated as far as mm-hmm. going back and forth on the border. And yet some people just, yeah. you know, they're sticklers to it. It's like, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, your your personal civil rights be damned. Like, just listen to what they're telling you. Mm-hmm. Stay there. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that 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 mentality is kind of crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of my last last question here was what overall feeling did this experience leave you with and kind of what's your what's your uh, opinion in regards to the response to the pandemic when it comes to you know this part of it the quarantine act um I mean obviously I don't think that the quarantine act like sending people to the hotels is the best way to handle this or a good way at all especially with the conditions there mm-hmm. um like I don't know I don't know what another option is if somebody literally has nowhere to go and they are positive and sick like 
hospital. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm still very like confused about this whole thing. And it did change mine and my partner's um, like outlook a little bit because at first we were, you know, all on board with everything that the government has put in place and like, you know, the regulations and whatnot. But after our experience here and everything just like being so wishy-washy and us experiencing it firsthand, it is like nothing makes sense. Yeah. Well, that that's what I kind of was left with in, in seeing your posts and then in talking to you now, because even like going right back to the very beginning, the fact that you and your husband were a split right away when you had just spent yeah. you know, the last 12 hours in a car together, there's no saying that he couldn't have gotten it. Like they just yeah. sent him home, sent you to the hotel. Then you guys did your tests like that. That alone doesn't make any sense to me. And then the way that they kept flip-flopping on fine totals or telling mm-hmm. you that you could or couldn't quarantine anywhere and not giving you that option in the first place at all. That's yeah. Yeah. That's scary to me. Yeah. We are like, obviously still a little bit frustrated about what had happened or mm-hmm. what did happen. But I mean, I guess what we could change, we did. And everybody that worked with me on this, my partner and my friends, we're all, we're all proud of us for sticking to our guns on this one. That's so cool. Yeah. That that's kind of the overall feeling that I got to just watching. It's like, that is so cool for somebody to actually like stick to it and just point them out like where they're wrong. Like, no, no, I'm, I'm not at fault here. You guys are at fault. So fix it. And I thought, I just thought that was cool. I think that's a good lesson that kind of everybody should have is to learn your rights and assert them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like I said, like, usually I just don't question. I mean, I do, but not in this extent. And then when I was like, Oh, but you guys are wrong. Right. Also, I'm not wrong. You guys are, I shouldn't be here in the first place. Like, then I was like, okay, this can't, this can't like keep going on. No, exactly. <laughs> and then I got mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could, you could see the switch kind of flip too, just in your Instagram stories. Like, as it was like, all right, like this kind of sucks. What am I doing here? Then it's like, no, no, like I'm getting out of here. Like I have rights. Yeah. Like that, that's it. Yeah. Enough is enough. Well, that's so cool. Like, and sorry, I didn't want to take up too much of your day here. I know you're oh, probably busy, okay. but, but I really appreciate yeah. you taking the time to kind of explain this the situation that I don't think many of us of have course, gone through or, or have uh, yeah, yeah any any personal experience with. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you so much for reaching out to. I'm glad to talk and get other people more aware of what's happening. <laughs> awesome, thank you. Well, hopefully, if uh, some other people <laughs> yeah. get stuck in that same situation, they'll be able to draw on your story and understand what rights they do have in that yeah. situation. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. And I'll link your Instagram handle and everything uh, to the account notes if you want or to the show notes if you'd like. And uh, yeah, people yeah, can sure, check it out that's fine. and see see what okay. the experience is all about from your own personal video. Sounds good. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I hope you found some value in this week's episode. If you did and are interested in more content like this, please rate, review, subscribe, and recommend the podcast to a friend. I really appreciate all the feedback you've given me to this point and look forward to hearing from you again. As always, the podcast page is The Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Facebook, at Jacket Plaid on Twitter, and at Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Instagram. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for the continued support, and especially to those of you who reach out weekly with comments on each episode. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you all again soon.